Miracy. I'm Rob Allen, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Kings of Conversion, and we help copywriters become better thinkers and better marketers. I've never actually planned to become a copywriter in and of itself. I actually majored in finance in college, and I got all the way to graduation day and had accepted a job at an investment bank, and I was so, so excited about it, only to show up at that job and realized within almost the same day, I mean, within hours, I had texted my girlfriend. I was like, I hate this place. I have got to get out of here. And I'm like, is this really what I want to do for the next 10 years? And I had just been kind of, you know, reading copywriters and reading blogs and things of that nature that I didn't even know what the word copywriting was, but I was a huge fan of Ramit Safety's stuff and him being in the world of finance. Like I went to his blog one day and I was like, let me opt into this thing that he calls his email list. I didn't even know what an email list was at the time. And so I get in I, what I assume is actually a sales funnel. And he has a contest where if you send him a business idea, he could cut you a check for $1,000 and feature you in his email newsletter. And I was like, this is going to be it. I'm going to pitch him on this business idea. And I wrote this like incredibly long, detailed pitch that I combed over way more times than any human should. I even sent it to my mom. I sent it to my girlfriend. I sent it to everyone that I know. And it was pages and pages. Like you'd have to scroll on your phone so long to actually read this whole email. And then I hit send. And you know, the day of the contest goes by and I'm so anxiously awaiting to hear the results. And they send an email out and my heart was kind of palpitating as I got it. And I was like, the winner is announcing this email. I get it and I don't see my name in it. And I'm like, oh, I wasted all this time, energy, and effort in this thing. And um, I guess my business idea wasn't that good. But then two days later, I actually get a response to the email I had sent. And it was from the head of content at his company. And it kind of blew my mind because the email starts out. It's like, hey, Rob, we really don't like this business idea. Actually, Ramit hated it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, gosh, you didn't have to send that. And then I go one more line. It's like, but your copy caught our attention. And we're hiring for copywriters to come on and actually write blog posts, emails, and all this stuff for our company, would you be interested? And I literally don't even know what the word copywriting is, but I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. So I quit my job that Friday. Like I gave no notice. I said, I'm not coming back on Monday. And that was my jump into this world of copywriting and this industry that has completely changed my life. A lot of my journey has been taking some little side roads along the way. You know, I didn't take the interstate route. and I definitely wasn't on an airplane. I was more kind of taking the back roads. But in some of those back roads, I kind of discovered the beauty of entrepreneurship and the failures. Because like along the way, I think I've started a drop shipping business. I've had a podcast. I started actually an information product that was centered around like teaching people, social skills that were just getting early in their career. And all these businesses, quote unquote, failed. But for me, I took away core lessons from them along the way that was like, oh, just kind of coloring in different parts of like, if you think about like a graph, it would be, I don't like doing this. I do like doing this. And when you put all those pieces together, you end up with something that's really cool. But I've definitely experienced my fair share of setbacks. But That's the big thing is I don't code them as failures. And I don't know if this is just something that 
has been ingrained in me because of my early experience kind of getting into copywriting, but it's just tests. It's all these are just like little experiments to me that if something doesn't work out, I don't get super attached to it. I'm willing to let it go and thank it for what it was, which was a teaching moment. But the things that do work and any time that I experience like a good feedback loop, I'm almost addicted to saying, how can I do more of that almost instantly? And that has probably been the fastest compounding variable to any level of success that I've been able to achieve. It's turning off things that don't work early and then doubling down on the wins even more so. In school and in life, you're told, you know, you're going down this path and you're studying something like finance and you're immediately told that you kind of suck at it. I remember almost every day I was getting either told by my boss or told by just different performance metrics. It was like, you know, you need to improve at this. You're not very good at this. This is an area that you can improve. And it's just like you're immersed in this feeling of like, wow, I'm really not good at this. And then to experience something like copywriting where a random person on the internet said, hey, I think that you're really awesome at this. You might consider doing more of this. And then to get inside of a feedback loop where you're doing something, you don't even know really why it's working, but it is. And I feel like people become better at things when they enjoy doing things. So as I started to like doing it more and was getting this feedback loop reinforced, it's like, I like doing this more. People tell me that I'm good at it, so let me do more of that. I don't think anyone likes to learn things when they feel bad. You know, you don't continue. That's the secret to why people like Graham Stephan, his YouTube channel is so huge, even though he's teaching things like personal finance, because he's made it fun. He makes it where you can experience things in a way that doesn't make you immediately think like, this is hard. It's interesting. It's fascinating. And it's positive. This environment is actually leading to growth rather than, you know, putting you to sleep like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I don't know that I would say that I have made it just yet, but I know that one big turning point for me, and I don't know if you can ever actually make it, but I feel like a huge turning point for me and my career and just the thought processes that I was having was realizing that, you know, I have a skill that no one can take away from me that whenever I actually use it and I dedicate all of my energy and effort to this skill that I call copywriting, it always comes back to me in a really rewarding way, either by assigning clients or launching a product of my own and it doing something really cool or working with a client and getting a percent of sales. And I was like, if I have this skill, I don't go backward. Like you cannot take this out of my brain unless you like, I guess, push me off a ledge when I'm standing near like a, you know, if I'm injured or something. So that's the one thing that was like a turning point for me is a stacking of just realizing that I could do really cool things for clients. I could do really cool things for myself. And it all started with just kind of learning this skill of copywriting and like selling things online. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more rewarding than seeing something you've learned, something that took you like years and years to master. And you just were so frustrated by getting stuck. And then you're able to actually condense that into something that you teach. And then people are instantly able to have a breakthrough because for me, that is where all the joy is. To me, making it means having control and just either having control over 
the skills that you have, the, the way that you spend your time, the things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, that's really what I would say is making it. Because I don't know if any of us will ever actually have made it in life. You know, you're always just hitting a new milestone and then setting a new goal. So the bar is always getting raised. But when it's you that's in the driver's seat and you that's actually in control of what you're doing and how you're spending your time, that is the greatest gift that you could ask for in business and in life. Because, I mean, those are the two things that you can't get back, right? I'm Rob Allen, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at Kings, K-I-N-G-S, of conversion, like convertonline.com. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode. Danny Berman is our associate producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you liked the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you. We'll see you next time.